0: Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KJMO app. This is On the Mark. I Am Mark has brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's cutest Honda Hyundai. Happy Dogwood weekend. If you're on your way to the uh, Dogwood Parade or you're already there and you're Listening to me, well, then you're the best. Uh, that's awesome. Dogwood Parade going down Main Street here in Quincy. And uh, what a what a great day after the Dogwood Parade. Go over to Kunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, tell them I sent you. And be like, show me some new stuff. You got a lot of new inventory in right now. I know a lot of people are filling up their lots with used inventory. Kunis Honda Hyundai's got the new stuff in. It's rare to see the 2022s. Go check them on out. And as always, tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, we got a busy, busy show for you. Uh, coming on up, we will talk uh, the NBA playoff games that are in action today. Celtics, uh, Bucks. you have uh, Warriors, Grizzlies. We'll talk about those coming on up. We got Ryan Tannehill thoughts. Why I support Tannehill. No mentorship needed. And uh, the phase of his career that he's about to enter into. As well as the NFL... Are they black, you know, listing the Cleveland Browns? A, a really interesting quote from Pete Carroll that I think in, gives you a window into how the NFL feels about the Cleveland Browns right now and enlarge the Baker Mayfield situation. Uh, plus, my warning to the MLB about one team, and they have to do something. They got to they gotta change it on up. But uh, we start today, has been headline number one, with uh, last night's action, the uh, the the one seeds both lose. What does it mean? Let's dive into it. Hesman's headlines on the mark. All right, Hesman headline number one is there should be no panic for the one seeds. Uh, last night in the NBA playoffs, the Heat they fall to the seventy sixers as Joel Embiid returns the masked man. Mama, there goes that man. Uh, he was big in his return, really defensively. I mean, he contributed on the offensive end, I think, like 18 points, 11 boards. Uh, but more importantly, uh, his defense uh, being a big presence. Uh, Bam Adebayo had a tragically bad game, and Joel Embiid was certainly a, a played a part in that. Uh, Jimmy Butler was great, uh, but he was the only one that got anything going for the Heat. And the 76ers at home get a win in a, and and keeping this series alive and 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 avoiding that dreaded 3-0 start. Um if there is one thing I can say about this series now is it becomes a lot more interesting. I still feel the Heat will win this series, especially having the 2-1 lead. Joel Embiid, there was a Joel Embiid boost last night in Philly. Uh you, you know, you had Tyrese Maxey playing out of his mind. Uh, 5 for a uh, 5 for 6 from 3 point range. Um James Harden uh had moments where he looked more like vintage Harden getting into the lane still really shooting poorly, 1 from 7 for 3. Uh Tobias Harris had a bad game. Uh so there's still a-, a ceiling that the 76ers haven't hit yet. They have not played their best basketball at all in this series. And and that's something where if you're a Heat fan, you have to be aware of, you have to understand they will probably get another game at some point where they all click. The 76ers, everything will fall into place for them, especially now with Joel Embiid back, and they'll get another game. But if you're a fan of the Miami Heat, your team couldn't have played more poorly. I mean, just bad, bad basketball. Uh, Tyler Hero, two for seven from three off the bench. He was bad. Victor Oladipo, only six points in 21 minutes. Uh, the starters for the the Heat, as I mentioned, P.J. Tucker uh, was absolutely a non-contributor in the offensive end. Kyle Lowry was shut out in 25 minutes of play. I don't think you're going to see it. No Duncan Robinson. This is a Heat team that um, obviously wanted to win this game, but understood the fact that they did what they needed to do. They held court at home. Obviously the once Joel Embiid was inserted back in the lineup they knew there'd be an emotional boost and they fought it off for most of the game but uh they just didn't they just didn't have it offensively. And and credit to Philly, they played a really good basketball game. Philadelphia played a really good basketball game overall against the number 1 seed to get themselves a victory and get back in this playoff series. This is going to be a really interesting series. Don't get me wrong, I still like the Heat. I still think the Heat are the better team. I think in order for Philly to have won that game, the Heat had to play that bad and they did. I don't think you're going to see a well-coached Heat team uh that has um a lot of star power, not superstar power, but a lot of star power, a lot of shooting, shoot that bad and play that poorly. Um Bam Adebayo is 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 this a different series for him now. Joel Embiid is a, a legit MVP candidate, one of the best players in the NBA, and even though he's not in 100% with that thumb and with a fractured bone in his face i think that um i think that he is going to have to find a way uh to try to match uh his size and his energy and it's going to be a real series for them i still like the heat i still think the heat will be fine i think this will probably still be a six game series i think maybe my uh philadelphia can win the next game as well depending on how uh miami uh, you know kind of handles their their starters, and where's Duncan Robinson at, Kyle Lowry's minutes. I think, you know, you could see this thing going back 2-2 to Miami, but I like Miami always at home. Uh, they, they play really well in in Miami. They have a true home court advantage, uh, and, I, and I still think they'll wrap this thing up in six or certainly seven games. Uh, Heat fans, you're in for a series now. This is going to be a series. Without Joel Embiid, this could have been a sweep. Without Joel Embiid, this legitimately could have been a sweep. Now you're talking a six-game series probably, you know, maybe even seven. But I, I still like the heat to take care of business. We'll see. Maybe in a week from now I look like an idiot. I'll have my predictions on the other series here coming on up. Speaking of the other series, as you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070K, Jamo, Uh we move on to the fact that the Phoenix Suns, they dropped the first game of the series to Dallas. So now their lead is 2-1 a similar situation, they took care of home court in Phoenix, just like Miami did in Miami. And then Dallas comes out with a really big emotional game. You had uh, Reggie Bullock with a a, a big dagger three late. Um, You had guys like uh, Jalen Brunson put up 28 points, uh, 10 for 21 shooting. Luka didn't have the best shooting night, especially from three, two for seven. Uh, But 26, 13 to nine, almost a triple-double for him. Uh, Kleber was big off the bench, played big minutes, energy guy, 14 points. Uh, Spencer Dimwitty, they need more from Spencer Dimwitty if they want to actually really compete in this series uh, with only uh, with only uh, four points in 24 minutes. He needs to be a more of a scoring threat for Dallas. Uh, and overall for Phoenix... I mean, Devin Booker was not aggressive enough, only 18 points. DeAndre Ayton had a double-double, but it was one of the quiet double-doubles you ever see. Jay Crowder shot the ball really well, 5-8 from three. Uh, and overall, I feel very similar about this series as I do to the Miami series. Only, I think this is probably Dallas's only win in this series. Dallas was going to get a game. I, I, I'm surprised it was uh, a game in which Luka didn't go off for 40-something points. Uh, but Phoenix is the better team. You saw it even during stretches of this game. Uh, emotionally, a game three, a must win in Dallas. Uh, Phoenix didn't come out firing on all cylinders. And they got, you know, punched in the mouth a little bit. Especially on that late uh, second quarter surge for Dallas. You know, they they we take the lead going into halftime. And uh, they just kind of kept that separation throughout the game. Of course, then late Phoenix makes a little run. Bullock hits the three, and uh, and Dallas gets out of there with a win. I still feel very confident in the Phoenix Suns. I think if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, and you bet this series for the Suns. Uh, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. There's just not enough good team basketball from Dallas right now, and they don't have enough uh, good B and C players. And, and listen, they have one A plus player, and they're and the rest are Bs and Cs, and they're Bs and Cs. Aren't playing well enough consistently right now in this series against a really deep Phoenix team, a Phoenix team where you're talking about like Jay Crowder being a fifth best player on a team that's a championship team, and he's a guy that you know can go five from eight from from three and go for off for 19 points uh, in a in a losing effort. I like I like this Phoenix team uh, to finish out this series. I mean, maybe Dallas steals one more game somehow, and that would be because Luca goes off. Absolutely off. And maybe that is game four. I see this thing wrapping up pretty quickly for Phoenix and uh them still taking care of Dallas and uh meeting as as I said last week and I'll and I'll reiterate here after the break meeting a Warriors team in the Western Conference Finals. Uh speaking of the Warriors, we'll talk Warriors, we'll talk Bucks, talk Grizzlies, we'll talk Celtics. That's coming up after the break. This NBA playoffs has been great so far. Um I don't love the distance that we are scheduling. You know, it's been since Tuesday night since we got to watch Bucks and Celtics and Warriors and Grizzlies, which Warriors-Grizzlies has been the best series so far. Two really close games, two teams that are um, just in a, in a battle with each other, injuries. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that coming on up. But so far, it's been a, a really great NBA playoffs, and uh, we've been lucky to, lucky to have it. The one seed got challenged last night, uh, but if you take anything from Hespin headline number one, take this. that's going to be the only challenge they face. I I, I still firmly believe in the heat, firmly believe in the suns, and uh, we'll see. We'll check in a week from now how right or how wrong I am. Okay, big, big show. Thank you so much for making us a part of your morning on this Dogwood Parade Day. Coming on up, as I mentioned, more NBA playoff talk, and then stick around because we will get to the NFL. I will get to all those quarterbacks drafted on day two uh, I have a bold prediction for who I think is actually going to get the most playing time of those young quarterbacks and also why I defend Ryan Tannehill and his stance of not needing to be a mentor. We'll get to all that much, much more in the show. It's on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMI brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha. you. Anywhere, hometown news talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Are changes
1: to your vision making it harder to do things at home? Braille Institute of America can help. Don't give up on the things you enjoy doing, just learn new ways of doing them. Make the most of the vision you have by using magnifiers, lighting and more. Attend free online classes that you can take from the comfort of your home. If you have any form of vision loss, let us help. Call 1-800-BRAILLE to get started today. That's 1-800-272-4553. I've got muscular dystrophy. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. But the Muscular Dystrophy Association is here to help.
2: MDA is what ensures they receive critical medical care at one of over 150
0: care centers.
1: Please visit HelpMDA.org.
0: We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On The Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. You know the drill. Tell them Mark Sensha, you, and you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Uh, what they are doing over at Cunis is just so, so special, and uh, you definitely want to be a part of it. Thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning. Dogwood Parade morning here in Quincy. So uh, we just finished talking up about last night's games, Heat and Sixers, Suns and Mavs. Let's get now to today's games. Uh, Has been headline number two. Let's break it down. Celtics at Milwaukee and Warriors at Grizzly. Let me start first with the Celtics in Milwaukee. They're tied 1-1. Uh, this series is now back in is in uh, now in Milwaukee. Excuse me for the first time, and let me just say this: I am one of those people who predicted Milwaukee would win, and I feel even better about Milwaukee winning after games one and two. Game one showed you what Milwaukee and this series was really going to be all about when it came down. Push comes to shove what the Milwaukee-Boston series would would be about. Now, was I hopeful that Milwaukee would also show up really big in game two and they would kind of lay it on Boston and just you know really put their foot on their necks? Yes, I was. But remember, Milwaukee is the defending champions. They have been through all of this before. And so, yeah, they let up. It, it, it definitely was a letdown effort in game two. They did what they thought they had to do, which is just steal one game. Uh, obviously, without Chris Middleton, uh, they're I think concerned about a little bit of minutes for Giannis and some other people. And Boston's a really good team. Let's not discredit Boston. They came back and fought hard uh, to get that win uh, in 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 Boston and to tie the series up one one to give themselves a chance going into Milwaukee to get home court advantage back. But I'll say this: if you're a Boston fan, there's got to be some level of concern. Jalen Brown was six of 10 from three. He played lights out for you to win that game at home. Uh, and that's what it, the, the kind of effort it took for you to win a game at home was your second best player uh, going ballistic and being a scoring machine. I just don't see that as being consistent, especially in Milwaukee. I just don't see Jalen Brown going six for 10 in any of the games in Milwaukee. And now Milwaukee's got the home court advantage. So, how can Boston steal one of these games in Milwaukee? Obviously, Tatum's got to play really big. Robert Williams has got to continue to lock down Giannis like he did in game two. Just be a, a, a enough of a, a, a thorn in Giannis's side to where it just gets him off his spots. But Giannis really, to me, wrapped up the series in game one. And I may look like a fool by this time next week. Uh, Boston could be leading the series or, you know, wherever we may be at, but I feel very confident uh, in Milwaukee because of what I saw from Giannis in game one. He's doing stuff that we haven't seen in about four years in the NBA. And the last time we saw it was prime LeBron James uh, taking those Cavs teams and willing them uh, to the NBA finals over uh, and, 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 you know, obviously losing then ultimately to the Warriors, but, where you're just watching by far the best player on planet Earth and playing in a, at a level that only he can play at. And Giannis is officially that. I mean, I, I called it last year after Giannis went for 50 to win the title for the Bucks. I said... He's the best player on planet Earth. There's, there's really no ifs ands or buts about it. I stayed firm with that all year. Yes, Kevin Durant can put on some amazing performances, and, and offensively, his game is prettier to watch. Uh, yes, Luka Doncic uh, can score with the absolute best of him, but he is an absolute liability on defense. Yeah, you have some uh, guys like Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, uh, Steph Curry, uh, LeBron James, all at times doing stuff that Giannis can't even do. But overall. Giannis is an alpha, and he is out hunting. And and I said it last week at this time, when you have a guy like that who's an alpha, who's in this mode where he's in, absolutely in the prime of his career, and we're still seeing the beginning prime of Giannis as the alpha male, the the king of kings, the Godzilla of monsters uh, amongst uh, the NBA world, uh, in his prime, you just uh, I just still trust that. I think Milwaukee... Leaves Milwaukee back to Boston up 3-1. I can see Boston getting that game, getting the energy, getting back in the series, and Milwaukee clinching back at home in six. I predicted this series would be done in six. Uh, it's going exactly how I thought it. Uh, in order for the Celtics to turn this around, how can the Celtics win? If I feel this confident about uh, the Bucks, how can the Celtics eventually win this series? Again, I think it comes down to Robert Williams, Al Horford, finding ways to play big against uh, the very very big Milwaukee front lineup of Giannis, Bobby Portis, and uh, Brooke Lopez. Can they find a way? Marcus Smart has got to hit threes. He can't go one from six like he did in Game One. He's got to hit his open threes. He's got to be a contributor offensively, not just defensively. And then Jason Tatum has to show that he is uh, he belongs in the conversation with Giannis. And I don't. I just don't think that's. Uh, plausible right now at his point at this point in his career. I like Milwaukee today in game three. I like Milwaukee in game four. Uh, and still on track for me to feel very comfortable about Milwaukee winning this in six games. All right, let's move on to the other series. It's 1-1. It's playing today, Warriors and Grizzlies, two uh, of the best games so far we've seen in the playoffs. This is the best series right now. Uh, in the second round, Milwaukee uh, and and uh, and Boston is second. I'd I'd argue at this point, uh, spirit, certainly depending on Joel Embiid's health and his ability to get back. Uh, but focusing on Warriors Grizzlies, they've had two really close games. You got a buzzer beater game one. You have John Morant going off for forty seven in game two. Grizzlies lose home court advantage to the Warriors because Warriors steal game one. And again, I, I feel very similar to the Warriors uh, over, the, uh, over the Grizzlies as I did at this time last week. Not much has changed for me. I predicted they'd win this in about five or six games. I feel really good about that. Uh, what you're seeing so far from this series, obviously, um, is getting chippy. Physical, it sucks for the Warriors to lose Gary Payton II. He's really becoming a, a, a really solid NBA player, a guy who obviously touted highly because of his name, being the son of an NBA legend, uh, end up in the G League for a while and is really uh, blossoming into a, a great young guard for the Warriors. And, a, and the type of guard they need, their own version of a Marcus Smart, a little bit of a physical, chippy, kind of Pat Beverly, can play defense, can hit a three when you need it, can get his own shot down the lane as well. Uh undersized player, but extraordinarily scrappy. Sucks that he's broke his elbow and is gonna miss the rest of the NBA playoffs. And rightfully so, Dylan Brooks suspended for uh game three today. Um I'm one of those people that I would I would be okay with Dylan Brooks being suspended for the series. Uh, when you wind up like that and you aim for the head at a guy in the air and that guy ends up missing now the rest of the series, I- I'd be okay if the NBA said he's got to miss the rest of the series. I, I- Maybe that's too much, uh, but I would be comfortable saying that. Um, uh, either way, deservedly missing game three. I think the Warriors will roll in game three today, and I think they'll take care of the series. Listen, anyone out there who's who's fighting for... The Grizzlies to win this series, you you have to see three more John Morant 47 point multiple. I think he was five made threes in a game. You need that, he's happened three more times. As much as I love John Morant, and John Morant is a absolute bona fide superstar and an incredible watch. Probably, maybe the, the you know, you could argue a top three watch in the NBA. You know, a guy like Luca is a, is a great watch. I love watching Jokic and Embiid and and Giannis, but like he's right up there. Yeah, you know, John Moran, especially as far as guards go, just an incredible watch. For him to do forty-seven points, nearly nearly, you know, fifty points three more times for the Grizzlies to find a way to win uh, this series, it's just not going to happen. Again, before the a week ago, before any of these series start, you got to project all this stuff. Now we got two games in on this series. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, we got three games in on the other series we just talked about. I, you can see the th- way things are unwinding, and even though these two series—Boston and and Milwaukee, and Golden State and Memphis—are one-one, if you're if you watch these games, like guy did you feel you you have to feel as though. It's going to take a real effort, a gargantuan effort for Memphis to win. And it's going to take a lot of things going right at this point in time, I think, for Boston to win as well. I feel really confident about the Warriors today in Game 4. I think both these series will mirror each other. They'll both be 3-1 going back to the uh, higher seeds home court. I think uh, easily they could both be done at that point in time. Or they'll be wrapped up quickly in six games as well, in a kind of a painless six games. Um, and that takes nothing away from Memphis and Boston. They're both really great teams. Uh, but the difference is the Warriors may be the best team in the playoffs left. I mean, the Heat would have something to say about that. But they have so much continuity. They have so much shooting. Their lineups are so unique. Their coaching is, is absolutely terrific. And they have... A bona uh, fide two-time MVP uh, and a, and an absolute uh, superstar, in his own right, in Steph Curry. Uh, and then with with Milwaukee, you have the alpha, you have the apex predator who's in his prime. And even though they're missing their second best player, that's the only reason why the Celtics, you know, could make this the six-game series. If I, I honestly feel like if if Middleton was playing right now um, and not injured. You could, you know, Boston would be out in five or four. I really feel that way, especially just way it's just a bad matchup for Boston. They, Boston they don't have the size, and they don't have anyone who can really compete right now with Giannis. But that's not that's okay. You don't have to be upset, Boston fans. No one has anyone who compete with Giannis right now in the world. He is the best player in the world. So I, I again, I like the Bucks. I like the Warriors. Feel really good about that. A week ago, with those predictions made, here a week later. And obviously, the one seeds, uh, you know, with the leads they have in their series as well over the Sixers and the Mavs, everything's kind of falling into place. We'll see. A week from now, I could have egg on my face and look like an idiot. But uh, as of right now, feeling really good. You're listening on The Mark News Talk, 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we'll talk NFL. We'll talk rookie quarterbacks and Ryan Tannehill's big quote that's got everyone's panties in a bunch. But I think we all just need to calm down. I think it's uh, I think there's a, a a little bit to unpack there, but it all makes sense to me and I'm comfortable with it. We're live and local, it's on the market. News talk ten seventy KMO the KMO app
2: the mission of paralyzed veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in school. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. Today, Nelson Mandela's teachings continue to inspire inspiration. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. Your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070, KHMO Weather Center. Lots of sunshine outside today with daytime highs approaching 69. Northeast winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies tonight, 51. A blend of clouds and sun again. And tomorrow, high temperatures reach up to 72. Right now, 55.
0: Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha, you, you got to check out Cunis Honda, Hyundai. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, you're just doing yourself a disservice. With over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from, uh, the Cunis family of dealerships is going to have what you're looking for. Take it from me. The best decision I've made in my three years of living in the Quincy-Hannibal area of moving it from Chicago was joining the Cunis family. I absolutely love my truck. And uh, they take such good care of me. They could take good care of you as well. Join the Cunis family like I did. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Shop online, com. All right. Uh, welcome on back. Let's jump into some football. A lot of a lot of NBA playoffs to start, but uh, the NFL draft was last weekend. We talked, obviously, the first round of the draft last week on the show. Uh, but we had a run of quarterbacks in uh, day two in the third round. And I, I have some thoughts on them, but... We really got to start with Ryan Tannehill, uh, the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. He came out this week. Obviously, the Titans drafted Malik Willis in the third round, a guy that had a lot of uh, hype about being a possible first-round pick. I bought into that hype. I I mean, bought into the sense that I thought it was going to happen. I said on this show and other places, I firmly believe the only quarterback I'd take in the first round would be Kenny Pickett, Uh, but I bought into the fact that I thought he was going to go first round, even though I wanted to take him first round, just because everyone's saying he was going to go first round. Uh, and so Malik Willis gets drafted. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, talking with the media, says it's not my job, not my job. I do not have to mentor that boy. He's on his own. Godspeed. Now, okay, he didn't say it like that, but you know what I'm getting at. He he mentioned, and hey, listen, we're competing for the same job. If he learned something from me, great. If I learned something from him, great. But uh, we are it's a competition. We're professionals. Welcome to the National Football League. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill is smart for doing it this way. Ryan Tannehill is about to enter the part of his career that uh, is going to be a part of his career that he can still, uh, he, he still has a career. Uh, let me put it this way. But as he's entering into a part of his career, it's going to look different. And a lot of it will depend on how this year goes. Ryan Tannehill has had that Titans team, deep playoff runs, the possibility uh, of especially being the one seed, uh, of making it to a Super Bowl. And he's came up with some really bad performances in the biggest games in the playoffs. And he wasn't sharp enough to help get his team over the hump. Malik Willis is a guy in camp. That will wow. He will wow teammates. And that is a real thing in NFL camps and NFL locker rooms. So you have a lot of talented alpha men. And you got a lot of big ego. And if all of a sudden this kid comes in here and he could throw it 75 yards and Ryan Tannehill can only throw it 60 yards, everyone's going to notice. Everyone's going to notice. So Ryan Tannehill has to look at this like a competition. He cannot look at this like he is going to mentor this guy and help him win this job. Because Ryan Tannehill, he is entering into this next part of his career. Whether he likes it or not, age alone, even if Ryan Tannehill goes out and wins a Super Bowl, he's still entering into this part of his career. Ryan Tannehill, in about a year from now, will be the number one guy on this very specific market, the Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, Mitchell Trubisky, market of quarterbacks, he will be number one. The guy that everyone is is, uh, searching for. You know, the former Ryan Fitzpatrick, where he will be the guy who can help you win games right now, but you're not going to commit to him for a three, four-year span. He is now entering that phase. Matt Ryan is now that phase. Matt Ryan's currently the leader in that clubhouse. Ryan Tannehill in a year from now will be the new leader in that clubhouse, that phase. Uh, but he can extend his time with the Titans and put off that if he has a really great year, like back like he did two and a half years ago when he first got traded to Tennessee and he took the job for Marcus Mariota and went on that historic run. If he can find and rekindle some of that, then he can have this job again. Going into next year, we maybe not be talking about it, but just know that it's Ryan Tannehill's job, and he could he could put off this phase of his career for another year. But if he but if he struggles down the stretch, the Titans have a tough schedule. It's a really tough AFC. Then a year from now, depending on how Malik Willis looks in camp and in practices and in the preseason. He could be entering a different phase of his career. So I understand the chipping And listen, I will always support a guy. I will never, ever say to a guy, Hey, you got to mentor so and so. I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with it because these are, these are guys. It's a, it, it, there's a lot of money on the line, life changing money constantly on the line, careers at stake. And you know what? And my football team, I want guys to iron sharp and iron. I don't want Malik Willis to be babied. I, and, and honestly, there's things he will just learn from Tannehill naturally, but do I want Malik Willis to just like learn everything from Ryan Tannehill? Probably not. Ryan right? Tannehill's a little more check downy, safe. Malik Willis, his talent and what he could be a boom player in the NFL if he ever has the chance is a lot more like Jalen Hurts, where it's like, no, you got to take big shots and, and you got to be willing to uh, take risks because that's what your talent allots for. Um, that being said, I believe Malik Willis will be the one quarterback who sees zero playing time this year of the rookie quarterbacks, the the, the pro higher-profile ones drafted. I believe he will see zero playing time. I, I have no qualms about Ryan Tannehill in that weak division battling and battling and being the best option, and Mike Vrabel knowing it and being the best option, and Malik Willis is going to look so raw. And I don't even think Mike Vrabel wants necessarily maybe to be tied to Malik Willis. I think they bring in Malik Willis as they gotta they realize the quarterback position in a year from now is going to be up in the air for them, maybe, with his contract, with Tannehill's contract the way it goes, and uh, with Tannehill's decline in 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 production and play late in the year. And Malik Willis, you you obviously want to have a guy like that in your roster because you'd rather have him on your roster than to go try to get him on your roster. But there's no reason this should just be Malik Willis' job a year from now. Now, Malik Willis can make that choice easy for Tennessee if he comes and balls out, looks great, and does everything right. And then he can certainly earn that chance. You know, He's doing the opposite of what Jordan Love has done and what Trey Lance has done so far, far where we've heard only reports that they've kind of fumbled it. And they kind of have not been great. And Jordan Love, yeah, we aren't sold yet. And Trey Lance or some reports... Yeah, we're not sold yet. So these guys, they they got to go in and earn it. Obviously, that leads me to some of the other rookie quarterbacks. I I feel very strongly about this. I know we're only in May, but I feel very strongly making this prediction. Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral will play more than any other rookie quarterbacks. I, I listen, Marcus Mariota and Atlanta. I think is a, is an interesting fit, and they have a lot of weapons. Marcus Mariota is a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy his whole career. Desmond Ritter will play football this year for Atlanta, and they will get an opportunity to see if this kid's got any sort of medal to be a starting quarterback that they can, you know, maybe build a team around. He will get his chance. Matt Corral will absolutely be the same. Sam Darnold is uh, struggles to stay healthy. He puts his body in line, and Sam Darnold cannot not turn the ball over. He's a turnover machine. There will be a point in time where Matt Rule and Panthers organization says to themselves, we know it ain't Sam Darnold. We owe it to ourselves to figure out if this kid's got anything to offer us as far as being the future quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. I do not believe that Kenny Pickett will play unless there's some sort of injury to Mitch or if Mitch plays really, really poorly. Uh, But I think even that will happen later in the season. Uh, Pittsburgh will be scrappy. I think they'll be fighting. They'll be competitive. Mike Tomlin wants to win. He's got records to protect as far as making the playoffs. Uh, I think that Mike Tomlin um, and winning seasons, I think that Mike Tomlin will, will, will back Mitchell Trubisky. And I do think it's best for all these young guys to take time and to not start right away. Um, and I don't think any of them will earn the starting job. I really don't think Ritter will beat out Mariota. And I don't think Corral will beat out Sam Darnold. Uh, but I do think they will play a lot of football this year. Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett will play less football. I think Kenny Pickett will play more football than Malik Willis. But of the four, I feel strongly about that. And heck, Sam Howell may end up playing a lot of football too because Carson Wentz doesn't doesn't stay healthy and if they're 0-4 and, and he looks like crap, the Washington fans are going to let him hear it. And his career is just over. Carson Wentz that point. And, and there's no point then and no reason not to give Sam Howell an opportunity to try to uh, show that he belongs on an NFL roster. Maybe he's a starting quarterback. All right. You'll just sound the Martin News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO. I'm brought to you by QNASAN Honda Hyundai. When we come back, we will wrap up the show with a couple quick hitter topics. Uh, including Pete Carroll and the Baker Mayfield saga and a baseball topic that uh, deserves some attention. It just deserves some attention. I'll, let me put it that way. We're live, we're local on America's News Talk, hometown 1070 uh, Chamo on Dogwood Parade Day. It's on the mark.
2: More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's with more than 11 million family members and friends serving as caregivers. The toll of the disease is monumental, and no one should face Alzheimer's or dementia by themselves. Free help is available 24-7. For resources and support, visit the Alzheimer's Association at alz.org or call the helpline at 800-272-3900. You are not alone.
0: We are Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They have new vehicles arriving. When you drive by the dealerships and you see empty lots, you're not going to see that at Cunis Honda Hyundai on uh, 36th Street in between Main and Broadway, full lots, part of their network of dealerships, but also new cars, not just used vehicles on the lot, new vehicles, new Hondas, new Hyundais, everything you need, but they're going fast. Stop by the dealership today, beautiful day after the parade. Go say hi to the CUNIS family and tell them Mark sent you. All right, um, starting to wrap up the show here. As we do, I want to take this opportunity to talk about a couple things, and we'll start with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Um he had a quote this week that I thought was very interesting, and I think it says more about the league as a whole than just what Seattle is doing. First off, can I just say I think Seattle had a very interesting draft, and I and I don't love everything that Seattle did, but I will say this, and credit to the Seahawks in this way. From the quotes I'm hearing from Pete Carroll and the draft the way they drafted, the Seahawks have a very, very tight plan And it looks like they're sticking to it. They went out and got pieces to help them, not necessarily this year, but in the future, building block pieces in this rebuild that Seattle's doing, knowing that they have three really tough teams in their division. They did not force any of these quarterbacks. They clearly weren't in love with any of them, and they uh, let them all pass them multiple times. Could it come back to bite them in the butt? Maybe. But they are setting themselves up to definitely be a picking in the top five next year. They're not going to win a bunch of games, and their quarterback draft class next year is got a lot of talented player, including uh, Love from Alabama, CJ Stroud from Ohio State. Uh, guy, talk about guys with, with the the spark, the it factor, that really build your franchise around. And Seattle has got a ton of draft capital to not only go get the guy they want if they aren't picking in the top three or four, which I think they will be anyways, but also to immediately reload with a bunch of young talent along with the talent that they already drafted this year. Um, I think Seattle set themselves up in a very unique way. And I give them credit for having a plan to stick it to it. Remember, on this show, I said when they traded Russell Wilson, it would not bother me, the Russell Wilson trade, until... The start of the 2024 season. If they didn't have their quarterback situation figured out by the start of the 2024 season, then they're in real trouble. And it looks like they're on track to do that. So I give them credit. But the Pete Carroll quote not only says something about the Seahawks and the rebuild by saying we are not in the market for a trade, the quarterback position. And I think that's smart of them to not be in the trade market. But it also, to me, says something large about the NFL and these other organizations, how they feel about the Browns and what the Browns did. No one in the NFL circles, from the ownerships to GMs to head coaches, were happy that the Browns fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson's contract. That makes every other negotiation a nightmare. Everyone's pissed at Cleveland. And Cleveland... For years and years and years and years, has been the redheaded stepchild of the NFL. They have been the Cinderella, uh, you know, if she never went to the ball and just stepsister, get out of here! You're you're killing us, right? You're killing us. I get that reference is a little weird because Cinderella is actually a good person. You know what I'm trying to say? They are they are a bottom tier franchise that has no history of in recent decades of of doing anything special. They had a nice little run, and now they're retooling and they're reloading, and they and they and they went big game hunting, and they they way overextended themselves for a quarterback who still may have to miss a lot of time, and we don't know his own character and all these other things, right? So the the rest of the NFL is not happy. No one is trying to bail the Browns out. That's what we've learned. Baker Mayfield is a wanted commodity in some levels. Now Baker has done himself no favors. If Baker was, uh, say, more like a young Ryan Tannehill or more like a, uh, you know, uh, who else is a younger, uh, you know, an Andrew Luck type of quarterback, a Russell Wilson type of quarterback who towed the company line, who always said the right things, like a Mitchell Trubisky, you know, where it's like, well, yeah, he's, you know, he's not Josh Allen, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but this dude can play in the league. He belongs in the league. He belongs probably with a chance to start in this league. But Baker Mayfield's got all these things that he's done. He's put his foot in his mouth constantly. The commercials, he's become a celebrity. That's not great. Why is Tim Tebow out of the league so quick? He became a celebrity. No one wants a celebrity backup quarterback. No one wants a celebrity quarterback who's a bridge starter. It's it, Unfortunately, it's a lot of the same thing that happened to Colin Kaepernick. He put his own career on the line when he when he stood up for what he believed in. He instantly became a celebrity and a talking point, and that is a nightmare to NFL teams and GMs who want to win games or rebuilding teams that just need some stability and they don't need the headlines and the drama. So Baker Mayfield's done a little bit of that to himself, but really, what I think this story is about is that the league doesn't want to bail out the Browns. No one wants to give the Browns anything for Baker Mayfield. They want to make the Browns have to cut him or have to bring him into camp, take that cap hit, deal with it on your own, Cleveland. You screwed us by giving Deshaun Watson a guaranteed money, like the way you did, like a madman franchise you are a poorly run organization. So now you got to eat this. You got to lay in this. You made this bed. You got to lay in it. And when Baker Mayfield eventually gets cut, and he will, no one's trading for him, I think the Seahawks could be in. I think the Panthers could be in. I think Atlanta could be in. I think, you know, there's a, there's maybe New York, the Giants, could be in. There's some places for Baker Mayfield. Maybe the Texans could be in. But until that happens, Baker Mayfield's not going anywhere. The The, the league is not going to bail out the Browns. They're angry with the Browns. And and Pete Carroll's quote gives you a little insight to that. Now, we, we don't need to trade. The team that needs a quarterback the most